For all you folks out there listening on the radio, this is called Dead Air. Yeah. Grateful Dead, Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead. going on in the rest of the world, if it's wars or kidnappings or crimes, this is a peaceful Sunday night with the Grateful Dead.
Hey everybody, this is Uncle John. You're listening to Dead Air here on WESU Middletown, 88.1 FM. I got Rob Bracco. We're going to be talking to him in about 20 minutes at 8 p.m. And uh, we're going to be playing music from the first week of May of 1977. Start off tonight with New Haven Coliseum, May 5th of 77. And I got a little bit more from that as well. And we'll talk about... Oh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Rob's going to talk about the upcoming show at the uh, College Street Music Hall where they will be playing this particular show. And also don't forget Barton Hall from May 7th. But let's get right back into it, shall we? Down to Bill Paso, to the bathrooms of 
like rain from may 5th of 1977 before that tennessee jed start things off with el paso we are playing music from the first few days of the may 1977 run and uh this is very timely because coming up in two weeks dark star orchestra is going to be at the college street music hall in new haven and we have on the phone rob baracco from college street music hall how you doing rob? i'm from uh, dark star orchestra how you doing rob doing great man Okay, fantastic. So, Rob Rocco, in case anybody didn't know, he's the keyboardist for Dark Star Orchestra. Well, well versed in Grateful Dead. He has performed with Phil and Friends. He's performed with the other ones. He's performed with, uh, most importantly, Phil and Friends. Uh, you're part of the legendary Phil Lesh, uh, uh, what do you call it, quintet. 
otherwise known as the Q. The, the Q, of course. Uh, everyone looks forward to that uh, when they find out that lineup is coming up. Everybody goes crazy, and you're no small part of that whatsoever. Uh, so what have you been up to aside from being in Dark Star Orchestra? Is there anything going on in your life? Oh, yeah. I just uh, I actually just got back from California. I was out there for two weeks playing with uh, with a new project of mine. It's, it's about a year and a half old now. It's called California Kind, and it's uh, it features... Uh, my old bandmate from the queue, John Mogo on drums, cool. uh, who, who used to play with Bruce Hornsby in the range. Uh, Barry Celeste, who is uh, a Phil Lesh and Friends alumni, and David Nelson band. Um, and uh, we, we're featuring a young woman from L.A., uh, actually she's from Florida, uh, named Katie Skeen. Uh, she's an amazing guitarist, uh, slide guitarist, singer, and incredible songwriter. So we were out there doing about eight shows. So that was really fun. Very cool. Now, I remember you from way back when you were with Zen Tricksters. I know you guys still do reunion shows at Brooklyn Bowl, and I try to get out there as often as possible. Uh, is there ever going to be a chance that the Zen Tricksters will be doing more than, you know, a reunion show now and then? Or is that... Probably, is... probably not, because yeah. uh, Jeff and I, you know, are... are our foray and Dark Star Orchestra. I mean, we, we're pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, between that and our other side projects and stuff, it's it's highly unlikely that we would ever tour again. Uh, the occasional occasional reunion show is what we could expect, you know. Right. Um, now you're coming up uh, in two weeks. You're going to be at the College Street Music Hall in New Haven, and it's not common. But in this case, we know what you're going to be playing. You're going to be playing May 5th of 77, which is a New Haven show, which works out just perfectly. Um, yes. Is there any uh, any reason that it was announced or is it just a smart idea? Well, we what we try to do every now and again, we'll, we'll decide, well, you know, we're going to be we're going to be in a specific town and. That particular show, I think, means a lot to a couple of us. Uh, I know uh, Jeff and I were both at that show. Uh, that that 77 that run for me was uh, just a monumental time in my life. I was a junior in college, and uh, four of us conspired to try to hit as many of those shows as we could, and we, and we pretty much did. And uh, so when the idea came up, let's, let, what about uh, doing a show from New Haven? It was like, Oh, we have to do that one. <laughs> so, See, that's perfect. It's almost like a no-brainer, you know. And my follow-up is, I, you know, I'm sure it happens a lot, but um, how often does it happen for you or for Jeff or other members of the band that a show is very near and dear to your heart? That you know, you're not necessarily just doing a show. I'm not. I'm not trying to imply that you know there's ever any going through the motions, but a show that you is part of your DNA, perhaps. Um, you know, like you said, this this show, or or fast forward to the seventh, where you know Barton Hall, which everybody loses their mind over. Um, it, does it happen often where a particular show is just one that clicked with you, one that just was really important to you, and maybe it, it's it's almost on your shoulders that you really got to portray that show well. Uh, you know, there are shows like that. You know, I, I think. Most of the most of the shows that we perform from the Europe tour, I, I always feel like uh, we have to give this extra effort because those are the holy grails of shows, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Especially since the the, uh, the Dead released the whole 
uh, you know, the whole package of all the shows. Oh, the 72? Yeah. Oh, I mean, when you, you listen to those shows and you know there's something, there's something going on around here. It's like these guys have now crossed some weird threshold and they're speaking this other language now. So when, we, when we're going to portray one of those shows, we know we have to give it the extra effort. Now, that being said, I mean, like you said, Every night that we go on stage, we really, really try to connect. And that's what it's all about with us. It's, it's, um, we, we know that we can't reproduce a Grateful Dead show note for note. It's not going to happen. But we want to tap into the energy of that particular era, that particular night. Um, so that, that's the goal all the time. The outcome is always different. Uh, but there are you. You are correct. There are there are certain shows that it's like you know this is the last night of the Europe tour, uh, which I think is in London, is is perhaps for me one of the greatest Grateful Dead shows ever performed. And it's you know it's the the whole truck in epilogue stuff that's on Europe seventy two. I mean we've talked about that. It's like oh, guys, this is the holy grail. You, you understand, right? So we've really got to go out there. Are we sure we're going to be doing that. this? Are we ready? we got to knock it out of the park. Or right. Else, you know, why are we doing this? So, yeah. And, you know, it's always the hope. You know, we, 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 you know, we go into every show thinking, all right, tonight's the night. You mm-hmm. know, so. So, and I have a question. One of my callers, uh, one of my listeners uh, wanted to know how much liberty, and thank you, uh, Tie-Dye Tom uh, is one of our longtime listeners, wanted to know how much liberty do you take with a pre-established set list? And do you try to reenact some of the, you know, some of the mistakes, uh, some technical difficulties? No, never, (laughs) never, never, ever will we make the mistakes that they make. Uh, As a matter of fact, like there are... uh, it happened more often in like the in the eighties and the nineties, obviously, yeah. um, where they would really get lost and, yeah. and, and just botch tunes. We we never ever go on stage with that in mind. We always go on stage and want to give it our best effort. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, and, and, and as Pigpen said that one time, man, I can make my own mistakes. <laughs> exactly, and 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 at the same time, you, you bring up an important era. I, I I've seen you guys enough that I know that. Jeff's not going to mumble any any of the Jerry stuff when when Jerry no gets all distracted. There's no mumbling. So if, for anyone who's the uninitiated, which I'll tell you why, I know Connecticut loves Dark Star Orchestra. Uh, they put on a fantastic show. They they recreate dead shows. They do some original set lists too. But we are also going to be uh, treated to something special in two weeks. Uh, I'm not old enough to have seen this show. I didn't get on the bus till late eighty. Uh, just toward right. the end of 1980, uh, your uh, your um, Dave, uh, your manager or road manager, uh, he let me know that you know you'd you'd been to this run. He wasn't sure if you did the Harford show, but was pretty sure you did Barton Hall. So it's good to know that you did the run. So that had me very interested in in uh, how you uh, how you take that. Now I have one other question as well. Um, when does the band as a whole decide we're not going to do a preloaded set list? We're going to actually uh, we're going to put something together original. So, so the way our tours work, uh, Rob Eaton, who is our rhythm guitar player, um, is in charge of putting together the set list. It's something that he's uh, over, uh, a history of Rob. Rob was a was a taper, uh, quite a famous one. His name is on so many. Like if you look on archives, oh yeah, uh, his name is constant. Oh yeah, him, uh, Charlie also, Miller and 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 Eaton, yeah, they're right up there. That's right, Rob Eaton and Charlie Miller. And they're good friends too, and uh, 
but Rob also is responsible for restoring a lot of uh, historic tapes, especially the Betty boards, uh, which were found in a storage unit moldering away. And he's got this special uh, uh, technique that he uses that he will never share with another, you know, another living soul. And he restores these tapes. And so Rob really knows. I mean, if you ever if you want to know about an encyclopedia of a Grateful Dead, he's he's the man. You can ask him any show, any set list, he will tell you. I have the worst so memory. What, I'd be afraid to talk to him yeah, because it's overwhelming. I've got news for you. <laughs> I could never do it. So what Rob does is he has a database of every show Dark Star's ever played from its inception and uh, in every town. And so what he'll do is, let's say, okay, so we're coming to New Haven. So, okay, what have we done in New Haven in the last five plays? Uh. And he and he looks at it and he says, "Okay, there, New Haven is due for an elective set. An elective set for us is one that we put our own set list together. So we might have the last three times we were there, we might have done a '91 show, an '87 show, and a '72 show. So it's time to do something a little different. Uh, and at the same time, he also has to keep in mind what we're doing night to night on the tour. So he has to." juxtaposition the shows in such a way that um, we're not repeating the same songs or the same eras every single night. Keeps it interesting for us and also keeps it interesting for our audience, you know, uh, especially people who, you know, if they're only coming to shows in their town, they're always going to see something different. But we also have uh, a cadre of people on the road following us around and we want to keep it interesting for them too. Exactly, and that's so, important. And he is, he is just a master at it. I mean, he, you know, when I get the set list uh, just before the tour starts and I look at it, I'm just like, wow, really? <laughs> okay. Oh, and he'll put, you know, he'll sprinkle in like a, a couple of real gems from 69, and it's, it's always fun what he puts together. And now um, I've seen you also, and last time you were in Connecticut, or was it time before that, uh, you are also a very uh, well-established uh, bass player as well. Uh, I remember a couple couple shows back in Connecticut. You uh, you played bass at Chimenti on Keys. Uh, yeah. What's that was... What's that like? <laughs> now you don't have to answer this, but are there times when you're you're playing the bass and you're like, yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> I could have done that better. <laughs> I mean, is is well. Uh, but... I mean, you know. So so you know, the bass for me is. Uh... Uh, it's one of those guilty pleasures, you know. It's I I I started out as a guitar player, and when I was fifteen, I was in a band, and the bass player of the band left his bass in my house and never came back. Nice, and and it sat in my in my den for quite a while before I even realized it was there. It was underneath the couch. <laughs> okay, and all of a sudden one day I'm like looking down. I said, like, "What's this?" And I pull it out. It's a bass. I'm like, "Oh, cool!" So I picked it up. And it just so happened that the, uh, just before that, I had purchased um, um, Skull and Roses. And I'm listening to Skull and Roses, and I'm just like, what the hell is he doing, Phil Lesh? Like, what is that? So I picked up the bass, and I just started learning what he did. And I figured it out. It was like, oh, okay, I get this, and this is really cool. So, you know, over over time... Any chance I got to play with anybody, if I could play bass, I would do it. But I never really got the chance all that often. So, um, I, you know, when I was out with the other ones, 
it was interesting. Uh, uh, I guess Bob Weir and Jimmy Herring were talking one day, and Bob had expressed the fact that um, Rob Wasserman had left Rat Dog, and they had a, a little tour coming up, and they were looking for an electric bass player. So Jimmy said, you know, Rob plays the bass. So Bob Weir comes up to me and he goes, I understand you play the bass. I was like, well, yeah, you know, I kind of do. And he goes, well, how would you like to come out with Rat Dog? And I mean, talk about shutting me up. <laughs> I was just like, really? You? And he goes, yeah. What, what, you know what do you think? I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, don't say no. And that was, that was one of the coolest things I've ever done, you know. See, I didn't um, even know about to be that. Able, I, I just have this, I feel the bass more than I feel other instruments, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I've, I'm so well-versed on piano, I've worked it at the hardest. But when I put a bass in my hand, I really feel like I'm home. Do you like to be up there, too? Oh, it's, I do. It's different. I mean, you're behind. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to be behind an instrument, but I mean, behind the keys. I mean, you're back there. No, it's like freedom to be able to stand up and play. Oh, yeah. It is. It's so much fun. And, you know, and you get to bomb the world. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, you're uh, so you're self-taught via Phil? More or less. You know, and, 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 and from all my musical knowledge, you know, going to school and of studying course. and everything, I, I have applied it to the basement. It's very funny. When I am playing bass, it, it's like speaking a foreign language. I'm translating all the time. I see the keyboard in my head. Oh, it's how I do it because otherwise, how would I do? It? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's that. Wow. Well, I tell <laughs> you, I, when I watch you, you're having a blast. First of all, um, the, the whole band always. is. But I, I like to watch you. You always have a good smile on your face, and I'm always like, you know, he's got a good gig. You know, we're, we're all up here, and we're, we're trying to shake off a horrible week and, and try to shake yeah. it loose. What a good gig you have. And, and, and DSO, have what a growth. I, nobody has it better than me, dude. Nobody has it better than me. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> a great growth of the band. I mean, they, they, they fill a great slot, and, and the consistency. I mean, now I'm just going to be, you know, fluffing you guys. But, I mean, the consistency, and, and like I said, Connecticut love it. We always love the dead, and, and Dark Star Orchestra, it falls right in. And I'm, I'm grateful uh, to have you guys to, to continue it. We have no shortage of local uh, dead cover bands, and for that I'm happy. Not any weekend comes that, that there's not a band oh, playing. Oh, absolutely. I know it. I know <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, sometimes maybe too many, but they compete against each other, but oh well. You know, that that, that all shakes out. Uh, people go see who they want to see. But uh, when DSO comes to town, pretty much that's it. And uh, I'm going to wrap this up with you, Rob, but Dark Sarkis is going to be performing. Uh, coming up, it's going to be uh, Friday. Thank God, I love going on on Friday night. Friday, November 16th, Dark Star Orchestra is going to be at the College Street Music Hall, recreating May 5th of 1977. Do yourself a favor and check out the set list if you want, or show up and surprise yourself. Uh, I, I've seen the set list, but like I said earlier, I have the worst memory. I've seen the set list. I'm literally playing music from this set list, and... When I get there, I won't even remember what the hell the first damn song was from the show. So I hope you guys have a blast. We're going to have a blast. And I look forward to seeing you, Rob. It's going to be a blast, man. We're going to take you all on a journey, and we're taking ourselves on a journey. 
Excellent. And uh, Rob, I'm just uh, going to let you go here for a sec. But I'll let everybody know I'm going to move forward now. Uh, we're going to be playing some music from the Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, which is May 9th of 77. Then we'll visit Barton Hall a little bit later on. Rob, I'm going to go ahead and fade you out if you want. You can go ahead and hang up, but I'm going to tell people about some upcoming shows this week. If you want to keep on listening, Rob, you can. Uh, and maybe you could catch a show because, like I said, we got a lot of dead bands. So have a good one, Rob. Uh, thanks for having me, man. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, so this coming Monday, November 5th, we have Bill's Garage All-Star Jam Night. It's an open mic at the Strange Brew Pub in Norwich. Fast forward to Wednesday, November 7th, we have a Grateful Dead bluegrass band called Grass is Dead. So original at the Acoustic in Bridgeport. Coming Thursday, November 8th, Sister Sparrow and the Dirty Birds will be performing at where? At the Infinity Hall in Hartford. Also, Dweezil Zappa is going to be doing some choice cuts at the College Street Music Hall. That's Thursday, November 8th. Friday, November 9th, you got a few options. The Elvis Costello and the Imposters will be at the Oakdale. Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams will be at the Infinity Hall in Norfolk. Uh, Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers will be at the Cap Theater in Portchester. And Dead Show will be at the Acoustic in Bridgeport. Moving ahead to Saturday, November 10th, Haley Jane and the Primates will be at the Pacific Standard Tavern in New Haven, and Bob Weir and Wolf Brothers will do their second night at the Cap in Portchester, New York. I'm Uncle John. You are listening to Dead Air here on WESU Middletown 88.1 FM, streaming worldwide at WESUFM.org. Thank you to Rob Bracco for uh, talking to us and telling us uh, what's going on, what's on his mind, and what he's up to. Uh, looking forward to that show. And like I said, from the Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, May 9th of 77, my favorite sandwich, a little help slip Frank.
My favorite segues, Help on the Way, Slipknot into Franklin's Tower. We're playing music from May 9th of 77, Buffalo Memorial Auditorium. I'm Uncle John. You've been listening to Dead Air here on WESU Middletown, 88.1 FM. Make sure you stay tuned because in just 10 or 15 minutes, we got the Psychedelic Attestant with Rick. Woohoo! What do you got for everybody tonight, Rick? Um, don't know yet. We have uh, Evelyn, the intern, with us tonight. Hi, Evelyn. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Evelyn, the intern. Woohoo! And uh, she's Ev- going to be with Rick. Yeah, so I'm just going to show her how to totally freeform a show. So there you go. Uh, I'm <laughs> Uncle John, and you're going to listen to Rick with Evelyn under, under his tutelage and uh, all sorts of good stuff. I'm going to leave you with a show that probably everyone's heard a lot of, Barton Hall at Ithaca, New York, uh, May 8th of 1977. Bobby with New Minglewood, Jerry following up with Loser, and uh, if Rick is in the mood, yeah, a little Jack Straw. So, hey, I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks again to Rob Bracco. That was a fun phoner and uh, learned a lot of new stuff. And, uh, hey, WESU 88.1 FM, streaming worldwide at WESUFM.org. And while you're there, make a donation. We could use the money. We're about to go into a pledge drive. If you start early, Maybe we won't have to do it as much. So have a good one, and see you next week.
Where's my 